Hello, this is Jane Coombs of Working Well Solutions Limited, and I'm starting a new podcast series on health, safety, and well-being in the workplace, based on my experience and topical issues. Let's go. Podcast number three: What is a phased return to work? The many years I've worked in occupational health often led me to work with managers who hated the idea of a phase return to work or even a rehabilitation program. For example, home care managers told me they couldn't accommodate anyone with a bad back, fully fit or not at all. However, things have changed nowadays with much more emphasis on people coming back to work much sooner to ease them back into work and get them used to the the toughness of working all day when you've been off sick or just had an operation. This was recognised with the development of the fit note as opposed to the sick note, moving from the negative to the positive and asking GPs to put on the fit note recommendations that managers could consider so that people could get back to work far earlier. The problem is that if people go off sick, there is a good chance that they'll never come back to work again, not because of any physical problem but because they lose their confidence and get rather scared of returning. So a rehabilitation program really helps to ease people back and it also shows that you're prepared to make modifications for a valued worker. So the FitNote has a number of options. The first one is not fit for work which is more or less the old sick note recommendation. But you'd be looking with new fit notes to look at the four alternatives that they offer, which is a phased return, altered hours, amended duties or workplace adaptations. And the GP puts into the fit note what they consider would be okay given the health issue that somebody's been absent with. A phased return to work is usually suggested after a sickness absence longer than four weeks. It gives employees a way of coming back to work before they're fully fit. They do fewer hours and duties adapted so full recovery takes place at work in a stepped way. It has to be noted that not many people understand all the different categories on the fit note and that goes for some GPs too who've not had the proper training in order to implement what they're supposed to be able to recommend. So which option suits your needs best? Are you the type of manager that embraces a phase return or the one that prefers to stay at home until you're fully fit? The decision you make is important for each choice has consequences for you and the company. For example, returning a person to work early means they are earning their pay but you will do more too. A manager needs to supervise the employee more and keep an eye on things. So let's look at the advantages of a phased return to work. Employees build their strength, capacity and tolerance to work in a stepped way so they're not staying at home until they're totally fit. This type of programme is especially helpful after long-term sickness absence where there's been a serious health incident. Also, helpful where work is strenuous or demanding. For example, there's a high volume workload in an office environment where mistakes could easily cost you. Also, the potential for reducing costs by getting people back to work earlier and reducing the need for others to cover their work. The company sick pay schemes 
if you have one, usually allow full pay for sickness absence. By implementing an early return to work, you're able to get some value from the phased return. Employees return earlier and settle back down to a normal life. They become part of society again. Unusually, when people are off sick, they are excluded. This improves their overall well-being. There's a lot of legislation in the workplace around returning to work. There's the fact that somebody has to have a full risk assessment if they're coming back to work on a phase return. It may be that they are covered under the Equality Act, so you'd have to look for reasonable adjustments. Or maybe they have to be redeployed temporarily or even permanently. One thing that you have to be aware of is the are the responsibilities you have under safety, making sure that people are able to evacuate in case of an emergency. And you may need to draft a personal emergency evacuation plan, which is shortened to a PEEP plan. The way workers are treated whilst off sick has a huge impact on how they view the company and you. So this type of programme improves the overall positive culture and the morale of a company. It also may encourage a worker to stay with your company then go off and get another job somewhere. Another factor which has to come into play nowadays is that the UK workforce is getting older so we're ageing which makes long-term illness far more likely and a phased return to work plan will encourage workers to return to work and not retire early. So those are the advantages. Some of the disadvantages now and there are some. A phased return involves you, the manager, With supervising, you've got more managerial responsibility as you have to draft and agree the work programme. Meetings take time as you monitor how the return to work is going and whether to move on to next steps. It may be that difficulties occur due to problems with recovery and sometimes there is a relapse which has nothing to do with the work at all. If this happens, you have to discuss progress with the individual and adjust the phase plan as as necessary. This can become frustrating, especially if recovery slows down or they go off sick again. In rare cases, recovery never happens. Bear this in mind when setting up the phased return. Discuss this openly with the worker and yourself and you'll be able to spot the signs early and if it's not working, then the worker will not feel that they have failed in some way. Another disadvantage is that you would be unsure of medical facts especially if you don't have any sort of occupational health support. Staff may go into embarrassing details about their health, which makes many managers uncomfortable. Rehabilitation programmes can be difficult to start where safety is a, has a bigger impact on work. Also, if it's a smaller company, then you don't have the capacity to be able to swap jobs around and there's fewer options for adjustment. And what if the GP doesn't agree with what you're suggesting and they think you're just trying to get them back to work early? And I have come across this before in the past. And the final point, which is a definite disadvantage, is that paying workers becomes difficult if they're on a phased return or reduced hours. Um, Counting days off sick, if you're using something like a Bradford factor or triggering factor for reviews then it becomes difficult to count uh, just exactly what sickness and what isn't. And it's best if you discuss all of these issues before the rehabilitation programme actually starts. A typical rehabilitation programme would run over perhaps two weeks, maybe more if the person's been off longer. 
So for example, if somebody had been off with a relapsing type of disease such as multiple sclerosis, when the employee is trying to get used to perhaps a deterioration in the condition, the reduced hours can be a couple of hours a day, it can be every other day, it can be perhaps avoiding rush hour traffic, anything that helps the person get into work and keep in contact with work. That is the important thing. So this podcast has covered the pros and cons of a phased return to work and how you should deal with it. There are obvious advantages such as an early return, increased morale and retention of staff, but there could be safety issues as well, which makes a phased return probably untenable or the workers recovery might not go to plan and issues with not knowing if what you are doing is right or safe especially if you haven't got any medical advice to back you up. I believe managers are able to deal with phased return to work they just need to sit down with the person knowing their workers and the work and work out a way through it. There's lots of information available on government websites and the national occupational health websites and I will give you the addresses of those. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you've uh, found something useful here and look out for my next podcast. Thank you and goodbye.